Is it, is it scary? This. Of course it is. When I, when I made that jump uh, last year, uh, end of last year, I was terrified. Because to be honest with you, uh, I don't think we spoke about this, but I'd done it back in 2019. You never know, you could be right. If you put your mind to it, you never know. I could be running around in Aventador by like next year. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess it's how quick you want to scale it. Yeah, of course. They overthink and they haven't got the confidence to push it. Um, although I'm a bit stupid and just like, oh, yeah, just go for it. Um, but in doing that, it's kind of dropped me into a position where, hold on a minute, it's not necessarily accidental, but it's kind of been rushed to a point where it feels almost accidental. Mm. I'm just trying to think, if I'm, if I'm setting up a business, a photography business, what is your advice to me that is crucial to get right? To be honest with you, forget about the camera. Hey, I wanted to start off this episode in a different way. We were, thanks to you guys listening, in the top 10% of podcasts most shared globally, which is so impressive and means so much to me for a podcast that is less than a year old. Still, I want to set you a challenge of getting into that top 1%. So if you have ever enjoyed an episode or thought that the message from a guest was worth sharing, please send that episode to your friends. If you know someone that loves cars and is looking to get into the industry or change careers, help give them some inspiration. Hey, this story is different from the last and you think you've already heard this man speak you're mistaken this entirely different sam a sam that has changed his mindset personality the way he views himself i constantly wonder how i can be a better person but without realizing i think sam has cracked the code if you want to be a millionaire or more successful wouldn't you just hang around with those kind of people it's simple when you think about it but as discussed in this it can do a world of good for your mental health and physical wealth so, get to know this new Sam with me, and know that if you're a budding photographer, you need to hear this. The newest sponsor to join the podcast has been keeping me grounded for quite a while. Now, I don't think I've shared this with you before, but I love socks, almost to the point of obsession. So when I found Hilltread, I was overwhelmed with such a large array of designs, from Ferrari to Porsche, and even Lamborghini. I've fallen in love with the mini socks. So if you want to keep yourself grounded, and grounded in your passion, there is no other place to look. So go over to hilltread.com and get yourself 10% off using code ignition10. Sam, how are we? It's been a while. Definitely. Yeah. It's been crazy to say the least. Absolutely crazy. So, so tell me, what what's happened in the past sort of nine months then? Because obviously you've started something in the meantime of, of when we had the first chat. Yep. Lots happened. So just sort of tell me, walk, walk us through what was going on. So for those who joined into the last podcast... Uh, I was working at a, a pad polishing manufacturer called Lake Country Manufacturing. And I think over time, uh, we both come to the conclusion, as in me and Lake Country, both come to the conclusion that basically all I want to do is just do kind of my own thing. So we had a meeting uh, literally the day before Christmas Eve, and they were like, what do you want to do? And I said, you know what? I think after building up um, this pressure, not pressure within myself, but this um, urge to actually just give it a go, I said to them, look, guys, I think I think it's got to be done. Um, in the meantime, as well, been uh, been working, building my own website, building my business, getting um, getting bits and pieces in place. Um, not on purpose, just by accident, sort of like yeah. things just clicked into place accidentally, to the point where we're here now, January twenty, well, February twenty twenty three, where it's now full time. Mm. And to be honest with you, I wish I'd done it sooner. 
Yeah. So how, do, how does it feel though to, to be to have that pressure lifted from having a company working for mm. and now not working for yourself? What was that been like? So, although it's early days, it's a different sort of pressure. In the fact is, with working for a company, you have a lot of pressure with sort of like trying to make deadlines, trying to impress someone. Of course, you've got that in a creative point of view, being self-employed. But you got more pressure on yourself, but in a positive way. It's mm. a good stress, a good pressure. And you you, uh, you enjoy it because it allows you to push the envelope of your creativity, push the envelope of yourself as a person. Yeah. And I guess in a way where um, you'll grow for it more instead of having like constant like negative pressure. Are you, you know, you're, are you underperforming and stuff, mm. you know? It's uh, it's just better in every way, in my opinion. Yeah, because I guess you're not you're not underperforming, though, are you? Because you're underperforming for them, because yeah. you want to do something else. Like I, I used to work in a pub and I was doing social media management. Yeah. But I was not doing the job at the pub, but because I was on my phone every five seconds checking a tweet alike. No. So yeah, it's a completely sound like you don't want to be there, but you do want to be there because you have a responsibilities to the employment. Yeah, of course. But what makes you want to? I guess let's, let's go right back to eight years ago when you started. Yeah. Sock. Um, what made you want to go out and do it on your own? Because many people, and we talked about the first chat, you had the confidence to go out there and take pictures mm. of cars. Yeah. It was, it was, you were going up to London and, and car spotting. So how, what in you makes you want to do it? Because people are quite happy doing a full-time job and not going on their own. So what makes you different to those people, I guess? I don't really know. I think this whole entrepreneurial, well, the more you talk to these people, as in with the cars, the more it sort of almost rubs off on you. It goes back to that whole philosophy of um, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Mm. Um, you you rub rub against these, uh, so to speak, these entrepreneurs and that. That that whole philosophy of uh, of being self-employed, you know, being your own boss and pushing for something you absolutely love and aspire to, it just rubs off on you to the point where it's actually dangerous to be in a normal job because all you want to do is just push to do your own thing, really. Yeah. And so your your parents, are, do they not own their own company? Do they, is, is none of this is from no. influencers early on. So this is all just from, you know, like I say, spending time with people that are doing it. Yeah, literally. I mean, my background is normal background, you know, normal household background. Mum stays at home, sort of like, you know, cleans and stuff. My, my stepdad, he goes and basically, well, he, he makes toilet roll for a living, mm. basically. Kimberly Clark. Um, so yeah, very normal background, really, in like modern day 2020, 2023. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I no one in my family isn't isn't really in this uh, mindset of uh, entrepreneurship slash own business. Mm. So. Yeah, so the confidence completely just comes from, I guess, spending time with people that own Ferraris and Lamborghinis and McLarens, because, like you say, if you hang around those people, you are going to rub off, and it's only when you have the conversations with those people. So. Mm. How did you have the initial idea to go up and have this conversation with these people? And how did you do it? Because it would terrify me to go up to a guy with McLaren yeah. and go, hi, can I take a photo of your... That, that even scares me. Yeah. So how did you do it? I mean, I guess the way I've way I've done it for the past couple of years or so. I mean, before I would almost be a bit nervous. They would come to me mm -hmm. and I'll be like, oh, what's going on here? Um, but you get to a point where you actually just talk more about their car, really. You talk about their car, sort of, oh, how you're finding it, really. I mean, uh, what was that? I was at an Apex meet mm. um, the last weekend, and a GT4 RS turned up in shark blue. Absolutely stunning, gold wheels. And um, I just said to him, just bluntly, how are you finding the car? And we just started talking that. And you'll find that with these people, they absolutely love talking about their car. 
you know, they just talk about sort of how many miles they've done, you know, what they've done with the car so far, where they've been. Um, and they're more than happy to actually talk to you about their car. Yeah. So I think it's more of a, a listening skill, really. And I guess that developed into a friendship and then it develops also into, into work as well. So, uh, you know, can I take a picture of your mm. car as well? You know what? I'd love to. And I find that a lot of um, a lot of photographers, they have that one friend like that. I mean, I've got I've got definitely I've got one to say at least yeah. uh, Feathers and Tarmac. Um, where, you know, I've had a long, you know, five year friendship with him, five year plus friendship with him, where he gets different cars and stuff. We always go out and have a bit of a play around. Yeah. So how does that relationship develop then? Because if you're starting off just by chatting, I know it just it must it must be natural to just have these conversations. Yeah. But when does it become a conversation of now I've got a business in photography mm. and you're charging other people and it mates rates and all that. Yeah. But when you broach the topic, topic of they, they keep asking you for pictures of their cars or whatever, mm. this must happen. Um, yeah. How do you, I guess, how do you deal with that? Hmm. It all depends on the circumstance, really. It depends if I know them very well or if I know them not so much. Mm. Um, to be honest with you, um, I'm more, with with Sock, Sock now, it's more going towards their business. Yeah. So if anything, it's sort of, um, I'll talk a bit about that car. Mm-hmm. And then obviously... My, my workflow is maybe not intentionally it's not it's not malicious I'm not trying to get money out of them yeah, it's, of it's sort of like what it's a bit like um what do you do for a living yeah and then I work out sort of like if 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 I can actually provide a uh, work for them you know if, if I can sort of like improve their social media um profile via videos or photos I'll, I'll just do that so it's a real it's a very wide uh, array of options and how you can maneuver around that so really it's more communication skills and listening skills yeah really and i think that takes time to develop i'm still developing that even today i mean if anything the learning curve's got even more greater yeah and um, through doing this through going you know chasing the businesses rather than actually shooting the cars themselves because I, i'm i i don't want to say i'm not i don't want i don't want to be spoiled should i say um but I've gotten to the point now where I could just call up someone and be like, hey, can I shoot your Senna or can I shoot your P1? Um, I know people with very ones and stuff. Yeah. I know it's a, it's a five years ago, I would have been like, yeah, stop talking lies and stuff. But um, you get to a point where you can actually do that. But, um, you know, it, it comes a point where actually, well, that's very nice. You actually want to make a living out of it. Of course. And that's the point where I'm at today. Brilliant. So let's talk more about the point you are today, which is supercars, Ken, superbikes, Ken, yeah, and the commercial side of things as well. So when it came to breaking that part and, and figuring out what you wanted to yeah. do, how did you create a place where you go right now? I've got bikes, cars, and businesses, and and where did you sort of you create a website, obviously? Yeah. And so was that the first step, or did you kind of break it down into little steps? And Are you still breaking it down? I'm still breaking it down. Yeah. Um, so obviously I wanted to build a website, be a bit more professional. Um, obviously have that, have that marketplace to, to sort of on, online to say that we're not just a pleb with a camera, so to speak, running around just taking photographs of cars and bikes. Yeah. The bikes is a bit more of a new uh, venture for me. Um, that's still a growing platform. I didn't really... Uh, touch much of that last year because of obviously working with Black Country but this year as yeah. it starts to get warmer I'm going to push that um, but yeah I think obviously obviously, I wanted to be a more professional platform so I think building the website and then obviously after that point just working out how to how to manoeuvre myself into positions where I'm able to get the most amount of content slash mm-hmm. most amount of work 
um, for for my business, basically. No, brilliant. And when it comes to, I guess, have you, have you changed the way you approach clients now? Um, and is it more like, so if you, what, what's the tone that you used to do versus the tone you do now? My, my tone was a bit more blase, a bit more sort of like jokey aroundy. Of course, I'm still like that, you know. You're not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna change who I am as a person. Mm. Um, but I guess it's the way, the way I do it is more, you know, is there anything we could benefit from both of us? Is it, you know, I, I provide something for you and you provide something for me in terms of my audience. Um, in terms of my, my platform, it's a very, uh, the, the, the networks what I've got yeah. are very useful for people. So if you've got a garage, I can, um, I could get people if, if I've got an issue with the McLaren. Like, hey, look, I know a garage who's a who specialise in that. I know who to go to. Um, so yeah, I think it's a bit of a win-win situation for everyone in that. So I think I display that more nowadays mm. than um, they're just talking about their car and such, or sort of like talking about you know how you know how they are as a person and that. No, that's fantastic. And so this was, I want to go back to where you started again. So like, let's go back to day one, Sam. Yep. What was day one Sam using? So day one Sam, uh, camera-wise, yeah. Lumix G10. Yeah. Absolute. I mean, you look back at it, I've still got it, of course. Um, yeah, it's just the technology back then. It was one of the first mirrorless cameras. Uh, mirrorless has gone such a long way. Um, but it wasn't. It was awful. Absolutely awful. I'm not going to lie. Um, like the, the viewfinder was absolutely well, it was pixels. You might as well be playing um, like um, Mario Kart's back in the eighties, the eighties and nineties. Um, but yeah, to a, yeah, small little lens like standard zoom. That's all I was using, and um, yeah, it was just so basic, so uh, basic. And do you, do you need anything to start? Like, I mean, it makes my, makes much sense to just grab a phone and start taking photos. And would you say that's enough to get started? Do you know what? With the technology of phones nowadays, that is literally all you need. Um, I'm doing a f- couple of things with a couple of businesses now where we are using phones and phones phones more and more. And actually, it rivals my four grand camera setup, which is absolutely ridiculous. And if anything, it kind of it kind of triggers me a little bit. Mm. Because I, you know, I've invested all this money into this camera again, actually it might become obsolete very soon because of how far phones have progressed in the technology and the stabilization and the image quality is just ridiculous. Yeah. So are you worried about phones then? Because I mean, in the influx of people that have phones mm. and the available market for people then to go, okay, I've got a phone that now can take decent 4k photos. Yeah. Um, I think for the average consumer, such yet, you know, car spotter or someone who just sort of like wants a keepsake photo, then yeah, of course. I mean, you look at the compact market, compact camera market, and the bridge camera market. They basically have gone extinct. Yeah. There's no such thing as a compact camera anymore because you've got an iPhone. I think there's still always going to be a market for the higher, higher end of professional photographers, yeah. like wedding photographers, um, like uh, corporate companies, and that as such. Um, so there's always going to be a big market for them. But I think for the majority of people, yeah, DSLRs are basically dead, unfortunately. Oh, fair enough. D- yeah. And so, so what makes you different then from the average Joe with an average camera? Because for me, I can I can see the equipment on the table. Yeah. And like it looks nothing like a phone. Of so, course. So what makes you different from someone with a phone and what are you able to do that people with a phone aren't able to do? Um, I think for me personally, 
the the camera what I've got on the table, I might as well show it, show the audience here. So Sony A7R4 with a 24 to 70 2.8. This is just dribbled to me, but Karen. Yeah. <laughs> I've got no idea. <laughs> right, okay. So basically that is a what I would call the Turbo S of the camera world. So it's 61 megapixel, which is, uh, I think iPhones are 41. But I think there's a different look and feel to a DSLR than an iPhone. Yeah. What makes it just more of a, although the digital camera's a bit more, um, well, of course they're digitalized and they got a digital look compared to something like film. Um, it's just, it's just the way it is. It's just a more easier thing to use if you're a professional because you've got all the buttons and stuff instead of having to press, uh, you yeah. know, all the buttons and everything. You can customize like Sony, you can customize everything. So you can click a button, it goes into a setting, what you need basically all the time. And with phones, you have to basically press it all and basically all does it for you. Mm. So I think with that, it creates um, a creative boundary, should I say, a good creative boundary where it makes you stop and think more about how you're taking your photo and therefore you're going to be able to produce better photos. Um, it's part of the reason why film photography is having to come back as well. Yeah. Same with vinyl records. Um, yeah, so that's what I think is beneficial with, with a DSLR and what I think is good about a DSLR compared to my phone. Yeah, and so what would be your skills though? Because obviously you spent eight my years skills. developing photography and editing. So obviously you've got all this built up. Mm -hmm. So is there, obviously you've got this repertoire of skill you can yep. pull out edit you can edit video your, your workflow is probably a lot quicker than most people's yep i think that's it obviously it's years of developing um different definitely developing your creative uh, style should i say mm. definitely years of creating um like your angles it's just with with photography there's never a there's never a um you know it's always developing yeah. so i think my skills really um as a photographer are definitely with, with the gears, definitely, I've learned my, I'm always progressing, but I've definitely learned, honed in my skills as a professional photographer in terms of my style, mm. um, my workflow. Um, I think with professional photography as well, like myself, it's a, it, you you go for your create, your, um, your own unique flair. So if you go for, say for instance, uh, Supercar Pilot, he's a very good photographer, and um, he's got a unique style to mine. So. No, brilliant. And so has your, has your self-image changed? Because... If you're thinking about now going full time, obviously you probably carry a lot more confidence with that as well. So how does that feel to have have now have your own business and change that? Oh, so can we cut this by the way? Yeah, we can cut it. Yeah, yeah, okay, Whatever you want. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I said the wrong thing, sort of, and it went on a complete devil. So that's fine. That's fine. No, that's all right. Yeah. Um, so what was the question again? The question I just asked? Yes. Cool. I'll, I'll re-ask it and we'll just no go from there. So I promise. Yeah, yeah by all means, take a yeah. And don't worry about not drinking. You can do as much as you want. Like, no, perfect. Don't be self-conscious about the, the cup. I just... I'm just like, yeah, it's just it's just there sort of going on the sidetrack. I didn't realise that I went completely off off, off the rails, basically. Because uh, I can edit it out. It all gets changed. Yeah, of course. And like of course. I said, uh, what, what I didn't mention is, like, I'll send it to you before I edit it, like the raw stuff. And if you want me to take anything out. I'll take it out. You do what you need to do. Um, but yeah, cool. Right. Go on then. So it's great to hear that like, you've you've got all this wealth of experience because people don't get to ask you these questions. Mm. But what is your self-image? Because I'm guessing Sam starting out versus Sam now, two different people. Yeah. So how has that changed and your confidence must have gotten greater? Your self-image has probably increased. Um, has this all come from being self-employed or do you reckon now that it's changed? I think it's 
for me personally, it's a it's a long it's been a long road with regarding, of course, who I was as a person. But I think it's a slow process regarding getting more confidence, mm-hmm. talking to more people. Um, of course, it could have been a bit quicker if I pushed a bit more and actually like jumped outside the uh, outside my comfort zone a bit more. But yeah, definitely. Um, of course, for me, the confidence is a, is a massive thing. Um, I definitely would say I've become more confident with myself. Um, I don't think the business has made me more confident. I guess you get to a point where you know you're um you know you can do it. Yeah. Um, of course, some photographers, most photographers, should I say, um, they have uh, what is called I think it's called imposter syndrome, including yeah. myself, where they feel their their worth isn't as great as what they actually think they are. I met a photographer over the weekend. And his photographer, his his photos, I actually look up to. Even as a professional photographer, I look up to his photos. And he don't charge a lot of for his for his photos, and he doesn't really have the confidence to talk to people, um, which is a bit of a. It's not a shame. It's just who he is as a person. Um, but I guess I, I wish more people like myself would have uh, would jump outside their comfort zone a little bit more. I guess it's part of the reason why I wanted to come on the podcast today to kind yeah. of promote that side of things. Oh, brilliant. And you said you mentioned Long Road. Um, so yeah. I'm just interested, like, what was so long about it? Because obviously, you, that gives me the impression that you, it's it's been a long time. It's taken you a while to get mm. to where we are now. So, what was different about that, Sam? Hey, I wanted to ask a massive favour of you. Eighty percent of you who listen to the podcast regularly don't follow. If I could ask you just to hit follow wherever you listen, I would really appreciate it. It's an excellent way for us to get bigger and better guests and the ability to grow the community beyond anything we could imagine. It also helps the podcast grow more than you could ever know. So thank you. It's just the knowledge. Of course, back then I was only about 18 or so. Mm. So of course it was a a brand new world for me. It was all fresh. Um, And it's just a long learning curve. A A lot of learning about people, about obviously photography, um, and about how to really almost fit in in this world. Mm. Because obviously, this is not a normal world what I'm in. You know, you're around multi-millionaires on a day-to-day basis. Um, you're not you're not doing a normal nine-to-five job. Um, so I guess for me, it's, um, yeah, you just got to, yeah, for me, for me it was just uh, evolving um, into a more confident person. Learning bits and pieces from taking advice from bits and you know from good these good people, these good uh, yeah. successful people, um, and just build my character up from there. To be honest with you, um, so yeah. And is it is it scary? This, of course it is. When uh, when I made that jump uh, last year, uh, end of last year, I was terrified because to be honest with you, uh, I don't think we spoke about this, but I'd done it back in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, where I did, um, I was working at a car house, a car dealership, Peugeot. And I just wasn't enjoying it again. Um, it must be a bit of a trend here. I just don't like normal work. Um, and uh, and uh, I basically said, same sort of conversation, you know, uh, I need to I need to do, do my own thing. I'm not enjoying um, selling cars. Mm. It's just not me. Or back then it wasn't me, should I say. Um, because I didn't have the mindset or the knowledge to actually work around people and actually like make a deal so to speak so yeah i left them but i was charging 30 pound for, for, for a photo shoot that's not going to be sustainable at all is it let's be honest but i think um now going forward um the the know-how 
and my my knowledge of people, how people work, how people tick, yeah, and just communication skills. They have uh, vastly improved to the point where I can do this now, basically, and I am actually doing it surprisingly. I'm yeah. even shocked myself to be honest <laughs> with you. And you mentioned to me off like off camera that you that you were overwhelmed. Obviously, you've got too much to go on. Yeah. So I wanted to ask, have you ever thought about diversifying, even at this early stage, and, and putting more people in your team and creating a team? And would that be something that you'd be interested in doing? Do you know what? To be honest with you, that is actually something I'm working on. As in, I'm wor- as in working on with regarding, I'm working at how in my head, how it's going to work out. Because I wouldn't be surprised within the next year or so, I'm going to have to start employing people. Which is, again, that was something completely utterly off the radar yeah it wasn't even a thought until someone mentioned me hey yeah uh, if you're so busy now why don't you employ people it's a no-brainer especially with how my um how my business is going um with regard to the platform and the audience what i'm going for i'm not just going for supercars anymore yeah um i'm not going for super bikes anymore i'm going for the the um entrepreneur or the business person who wants professional quality photography and videography yeah photography and videography of their business Mm. to just boost their social media presence and just to make them just look so much more professional yeah that's all i want really yeah because you're offering you're offering the chance for them because this is marketing it's all this is yeah of course this podcast is all marketing like i do this to protect a brand that is something that i'm working on behind the scenes like big thing for me is education yeah and what i wasn't taught at school mm. being sort of like the career option so mm. going into schools having talks is something that i'm working on it's something to build a brand so i can see why you do that for other people it offers the chance of those those chats and those conversations to be seen on a greater scale yeah yeah so i guess what i wanted to ask you sam is 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 what what are you looking for in a team i guess and what are you and is it hard to trust people because I know this is your baby. This is the thing that you've, yeah. you've been in infancy for quite a while and now it's grown up. Yeah. So how are you learning to trust people with that? And has that conversation you have with yourself? Um, that's a very good question. I think personally, I know that the supercar community, as in the photography supercar community, they have got, they have got what it takes. I know mm. a few people who I can think of on the top of my head who are be like, right, okay, if I need to employ people, I know exactly who to ask. Um, so I believe I do trust in people, but I think it goes back to, of course, um, this whole development as a person. Yeah. This whole um, learning who to trust is definitely a big thing. And um, yeah, very good question in the fact that how do you trust people? Um is this something I, you struggled with in the past? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It was a big learning curve last year, to be honest with you, about who to trust and who not to. Um, because that's kind of when I went a little bit quiet. I went a little bit quiet to, of course, work on that country, but also to develop myself as a person. Mm. Um, because I was going through a bit of a rough patch as well. So that's why I wanted to take a step back yeah. and, and, and work on myself, really, and also figure out stuff like, like trust issues. Um but I think you get to a point where you can work out people, work out their characters to be like, do you know what? Yeah, I can trust that, trust that person. Mm. There is no, of course, you can watch, um, you can watch YouTube tutorials and stuff and sort of like, you know, mindset videos and stuff yeah. like that. But the real nitty gritty of it, you just got to do it in person. You just got to experience it in person, really, and learn from it. That's brilliant. And the question that I'm now asking as well, because this is the same podcast, it might be a different person, but it's the same podcast. 
is the question of the next five, 10 years, right? If the next five, 10 years were to go perfectly and everything would happen for you, you could have anything you want to happen in these time, in this time, what would you want to happen? See, at the minute, it's going in two different directions. Yeah. The question, what I, what I asked myself about six months ago, um, to be honest with you, it would be probably for myself and four different uh, photographers, mm. all, all under social media. Um, we'll be doing tours. We'll be doing, um, doing obviously professional photography and that, but just making more of an impact in the supercar community and obviously um, helping people out because I think, Maybe even um, tutorials, so basically like training training activities and that as well. Hmm. Um, there's a vast array of what I can be doing. At the minute, you mentioned that question, and my brain just gone. Many so places. many possibilities. Yeah. But I think that's basically it. My, my main goal at the minute, um, of course, is to make this sort of media established and make it work for me personally, but also to, a bit like yourself, to encourage any, um, encourage people who haven't really got the confidence behind their work, but their work is bloody good. But to be able to push them and be like, hey, look, you've got this, and to be able to help them out, yeah. um, you know, that's, that's basically what my goal is at the moment. Um, but yeah, I could say, yeah, I, w- I would want to run around in Lamborghini Ventador. That might be a possibility. Yeah. But to be honest with you, that's not really what I'm in, in the game for. I'm not really on, in the, of course I'm in it for, for financial benefit, but, for me personally, I just love photography, hmm. and if I can do something what I'm, what I love, that's all I need. Yeah. Oh, it's funny because I'm, I'm just remembering back to the conversation we had, and when I asked you a similar question, it was well, the future. And it's funny when you put a time scale on these things. Obviously, people's minds change because it's then tangible. You're hitting goals. And I think what you said was you wanted you wanted to be full time doing this, and so it's it's funny to have this conversation now. And you'd be doing the thing you thought you'd be doing in the future. Yeah. But it's not even taking that much time. That's the thing. I think it's a well-known fact in psychology that people have got an awful representation of timescales and what they can achieve. Obviously, we I I would have thought my I personally I set myself the goal of becoming full-time within two years. Mm. That happened within six months. Yeah. <laughs> so you never know. You could be right. If you put your mind to it, you never know. I could be running around an Aventador by like next year. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess it's how quick you want to scale it. Yeah, of course. And of course. like, it's amazing to see that you, you're you not afraid of, of taking taking this opportunity by the reins and sort of going for it because most people, like you say, in the community are sort of like, they might, they may be the best photographer on the planet, mm. but if you can't go up to someone and ask them to do a shoot for them or have the confidence to go, with your ability and go, oh, look, I've got the skills. This is what I've done. The yeah. previous work, yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's a, let's let's talk about more about that then. I guess it is, is the is the purpose part of it, and so that your ability to want to help other people. If you got plans for that at all, I haven't got any plans at the minute. Actually, I did think about it yesterday, and um, whether got whether or not to set up um, almost like um, I don't think. It's not that I haven't got the confidence yet. I just haven't got the knowledge yet to build a tutorial style system where mm. basically a bit like how we're having right now, a yeah. meeting where basically I give them business advice um, about how to run a business stuff. Of course, I'm learning this because I, I, I don't personally feel at the moment that I have got the skills or know-how fully yeah. in terms of sales and marketing 
to be able to offer that to people. I don't want to offer them. I'm, I'm still learning this myself. I don't want to offer them that, but that's something what I would love to do. Um, because like I said, I just want to help people out. And if anything, it's um, the last week where I was uh, chatting to them photographers who haven't, got, who haven't really got the confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah, to help them out. And I did give them a bit of advice and stuff, of course. And it made the confidence skyrocket, which is crazy. Yes, because all you need is someone that's doing the thing you want to do to be able to have a conversation with you. Like, I spoke to a guy in America who does a podcast. It's quite, it's pretty big. It's, it's got some great numbers. And nice. It was great to just have a chat with him. Yeah. And just to find out what he's doing behind the scenes and to find out that it what he's doing isn't very different to me. Mm. If not, it's exactly the same thing. Yeah. And like I say, the mind frame and how you, how you frame things in your mind can change everything about it. I think there's two things what people do. Regarding any creativity, whether or not it's detailing, um, photography, podcast, or anything, anything for that matter, mm. they overthink, and they haven't got the confidence to push it. Um, although I'm a bit stupid and just oh yeah, just go for it. Um, but in doing that, it's kind of dropped me into a position where hold on a minute, it's not necessarily accidental, but it's kind of been rushed to a point where it feels almost accidental mm. um, but I think um, by doing that it makes your confidence grow as well and you're also like learning bits and pieces about how this works this doesn't work so it almost accelerates that process yeah and you meant obviously you're clearly extremely busy and this is something I do want to ask is the relationships outside of work yeah so family friends loved ones yeah how has that happened how has that evolved since have you, have you had a conversation with them that time is now a thing that is it changes so what is your what is your view on it and how those relationships changed oh very good question um i don't think it's changed a lot because to be honest with you i was manic anyways with with uh running basically two different jobs yeah and uh, running uh having a normal nine to five job and uh running sort of my business on the side and i know a lot of photographers are doing this as well yeah um so to be honest with you I mean, of course, you need to maybe even like set a calendar, like set set scheduled dates or I'm going to, you know, do this, this, you know, spend time with this person at this date and stuff like that. Kind of how I guess most people would do it. I mean, of course, I have to put a calendar in because obviously I'm working with multiple companies yeah. now instead of just the one. Um, but yeah, I think, I think of course, you, with regard to scheduling that, you need time with friends and family mm. because obviously they're, they're your roots. For example, they're basically where you've come from, really. Um, so to spend as much time with that as possible, yeah, um, as well as getting the work done, yes, yeah, it's, it's very important. Um, because it keeps you grounded, it keeps you rooted. Because you, it's so you could be so easy to get run away with the fairy and sort of like become this person who you're not really yeah. meant to be, um, or sort of like the person who you you didn't want to become, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, who is that person then for you? The person you don't want to become. Is it something you I just about? don't want to become arrogant and uh, egotistical to the point where I guess I guess it's that fear factor of being liked, really, mm. being accepted. Of course, I'm doing something different, but I'm I want to do it in a in a positive way rather than just caring about money. If that makes sense. No, it's it's funny because you mentioned going away the fairies. I think I've, I've I'm I'm guilty of that, mm. like editing and doing my own thing like i'm very putting that forward and i think my, my friendships have suffered because of it like, yeah, i don't see people as many as much as i used to but i'm, I'm quite introverted anyway so i'm quite happy with my own company 
<laughs> so yeah. if I if I don't notice that I've texted or called someone in, in a in a week or a month, like it's I, I don't notice it. But yeah, I mean, so in terms of that, is is it is anyone brought up anything to you that's the, someone said you you've changed? Has anyone noticed anything different, or are you still the same Sam? So yeah, no, I'm definitely not the same Sam. That's for sure. I'm definitely um, not as immature. Definitely more wise. That's for sure. Um, of course. Uh, people aren't necessarily a good judge of their character themselves, um. So I guess that's probably reason why I say sort of like keep that keep that group that group of people who you had in the past sort of like yeah. keep them close together. But obviously you have to be careful of that because they they could be trying to pull you back as well. So with regard to my relationships, have they changed? Yeah, of course I have. I don't really, of course, I don't talk to a lot of um, people nowadays in terms of outside the supercar community, um, or with regard in work because I'm constantly doing that. But the people who I have got are loyal, grounding, and also I can see them being long-term friends. Mm. Well, I, mean, I could probably think in my head I've probably got, I think I've got six friends outside of like work, let's yeah. just say. But they say it's sort of in psychology, you get your five main people and you get 150 people who you know like around around yeah. that. And as long as you get them, them core people right, you'll be fine. Yeah, it's the five people you spend the most time with that influence yeah, who you are, and it makes total sense. Like the people that I think I spend most time with is is works myself because I'm, I'm at home <laughs> yeah. the majority of the time. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, what about relationship, romantic relationships? I mean, if you've got a partner, yeah, is it something that you've? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I've got a partner. Um, yeah, she's very understanding. She knows I'm bloody busy. Um, so yeah, I mean, it hasn't really affected it in terms of relationship wise because she I've always been busy mm. in terms of this aspect. I've always had the business on the side. So with regard to that, it hasn't really changed anything. Yeah, the hours may be a bit wilder, but with regarding like normal nine to five sort of times, I'm off shooting yeah. like down pure water or like, on shoot with a supercar and stuff instead of like sitting in a sitting in a, a warehouse or like Tesco's or somewhere like that. Um, that sort of environment is just a bit different. So I'll come home and yeah, I'll do the same editing and stuff. Yeah. Because there's only a finite amount of time to actually do the editing, um, as well as shoot. So it hasn't really changed much, to be honest with you. And I still, you have to set time periods. So okay, this day we're going out and doing this, really. So nothing's really changed. Oh, at the moment, at yeah, the moment, I was gonna it could, yeah. it could go completely <laughs> mental. Like, right, that's it. You can never I've see got her no again. Friends. Oh. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's with her because I mean. For me, like romantic relationships, always been up and down. Like I've 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 been single for quite a while, and I'm I'm quite comfortable with that. Nice. But it's just it's just wondering if I have the managing the two, if I, the conversation you have had with her, yeah, did that make it okay to go? Because I in my past relationships, I've been I've just been with that person. I've almost become that person because yeah. we spent so much time together. So how have you differentiated the time you spent with her and let her know that you're not going to be available all the time? I mean, that's the thing. Like I do live with her. Okay, that's yeah. the thing so that, yeah. that, that helps with regarding that that, um, that that grounding connection so to speak um, I am not the best person to ask with regard to relationships it's something I'm still um, working at myself with regarding how how it works as a guy yeah. how it works with, with girls if that makes sense so that's my personal endeavour of um, knowledge let's just say so I'm working that one out as time goes on yeah um, so yeah, unfortunately, I haven't really got much advice or anything on that one. So I'll ask someone else. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> ask someone who's like in their forties or something. They're the, probably the best person to ask. Yeah. For forties or fifties, I would say. But have you, have you talked about the future with her? 
Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a bit of um, it was a bit of a, a shock to um to have what happened in uh, in January, February, in terms of like, okay, yeah, we're going full time with that. So I haven't really had much time to discuss what's going on with future with regarding that side of things with regarding future. Um, but I think. She knows that I've got it all sorted out, mm. and I know that sort of. Like, it's nice to know sort of like no matter what happens, I've got that person who's going to be there supporting me. If that makes sense. Yeah, and so when it comes to I guess the future of the business as well, I mean you you mentioned it earlier, but when do you see yourself in ten years? Are you running multiple companies? Are you? Is that the idea? I think so. Yeah. 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 And so when you talk about structure, like just structuring the three companies you've got now. Yeah. Is I mean you you spent a lot of time in process and planning this. Yeah. Could you have just gone and gone right? I'm now charging people and taking money in, or did you want to put the process in place? Is it important too? Do you think? Mm, it's definitely important. It's definitely important. Um, what do you mean by sort of like putting price in place? As in as in set set um set yeah set up sort of like I guess I'm interested in the more the business side of things now because you've like invoicing sort of that that side yeah. of things the boring thing yeah I'm just trying to think if I'm if I'm setting up a business a talk of business what is your advice to me that is crucial to get right to be honest with you forget about the camera yeah setting up a business in terms of photography you need your network and you need good sales tactics okay that's literally it. Um, you could be, I mean, the point is so relevant. You could be the best photographer ever, but if you're marketing scrap and you haven't got the confidence, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And unfortunately, I know it's going to be a bit harsh. I can see a lot of photographers doing that and they just give up and their, their passion just, pff, when all they need is just that little bit of confidence, a little bit of that, um, that guidance and they could be flying. They could yeah. be the Axe Penfold. They could be GF Williams. You know, they could be working for Eva magazine. They just need that that guidance and that reassurance. Not necessarily reassurance. I think so, actually. Because thinking about it, I mean, obviously, they need reassurance within themselves mm. more than anything. And that if anything, actually, that's, that's probably one of the things what made me kickstart. So I've got confidence within myself to actually do that. Yeah. Rather than external confidence, I think. Because like I said, I mean, including myself, you look back and be like, oh, you're really good at photography. And you look back, no, no, I'm not. This photo crap. This could be better. This could be better. And even today, um, I'm still like that to some degree. But I know that if I, you know, I've just got to keep pushing. I've got, it's not I haven't got a plan B. I could go back to, you know, working, delivering car parts. Do I want to do that? No. So I think that's it, the confidence behind people. And it all also goes back for full circle. Yeah. What we're doing here today, we're encouraging, inspiring people. Yeah, because I guess the whole point of this is, like I say, I, I, I preach the gospel in the words of inspire people to do more of their passion because it's, it's like I say, confidence is it and self-belief. I think those are the two things that mm. that take anyone from having the skill and not doing anything to having the skill and being someone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to turn a question on to you. Do you believe that social media has had a negative impact on people's confidence within their creative point of perspective? Of course it has. Like, if you imagine... Like, put yourself in before you had a phone, right? Before you had a phone, yeah, okay, I was 10 years old. But I didn't know what Jimmy was doing next door. No. I didn't know what Alice was doing around the corner. And I think social media has opened up the ability of, and, and now it's a thing, FOMO. It's, it's the fear of missing out. And people yeah. become increasingly more self, like, 
self like just very anxious that they're not with the group of friends. Sorry, wait one second. No, so that's going off. I actually want to uh, tell you something. Um, not on camera, yeah. but I'm about to tell you anyways. Um, I turned down a shmoo, shoot with Shmi. Ah, why? So I got the offer to shoot with Zenvo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bloody Zenvo. I was going to be the first photographer to do it. But um, the night before, I thought, do you know what? All I'm doing this, it'll be more for myself. But I kind of can't be doing that now. If, I, if I'm going all out there, it'll probably cost about £100 to do that. Like there and back and fuel and sort of like food and stuff. I have to buy food out there and stuff. So it cost me about £100 to do that. Last time I done a shoot with him, I shot his four GT, SEO and GTA. I didn't get one single shoot from that. So I'll be for myself. So I put forward to the question to Tom. Um, and Tom's the guy that does his museum stuff. So yeah, he it? runs yeah, the museum. Yeah. I, know, I, know, I knew him before the shoot. He, yeah. he was working with Tim. So I'm like, hey, Tom, um, if we are to do this, what is there, is there any chance of um, sort of having sort of like, you know, shot by Sam? Sort of, almost like a little bit of a, hey, look, he's not just doing car photography and stuff anymore. You know, if you could do something like that, then... You want to be able to push yeah, just your own like, brand, yeah. A little bit, a little bit, sort of, hey, look, I'm doing this for you guys. Sort of like, do you mind if you could sort of like push a little bit, just about, hey, leave it a story. Story saying that, hey, look, this is Supercars of Kent, Sock Media. He's not just doing them. He's not just doing um, cars anymore. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, probably not going to do that. I was like, okay, fine. Well, would you be able to post uh, super, you know, pictures from Supercars of Kent? I was like, I was like oh, we're not sure we'll be able to do that either. I was like, do you know what? I don't think it's, it's feasible for me to do this. To be honest with you, and then just kind of got the yump, and it's like we're not doing this anymore. I'm like, okay, fine. That's all right. But yeah. there you go, because I mean, but, even if you did spend hundred quid, and you just put the posts in your own feed. Yeah, of course. I mean, I'll also be able to do it anyways. But what's to be honest with you? Yeah, it's nice shooting as Envo. What was the point when it's not going to be financially? For, for, as I'm having to think more and more about money, because it's like I have to, I have to. It's, it's on my own back. I can't do it any other way. Hmm. It's like I haven't got a steady stream of income now it's all me or nothing so to waste 100 you know 100 quid on on fuel and stuff on sort of when i could be when i could be making that money instead making 200 pound a day then yeah i'm not going to be i'm i I just it's just not feasible especially if i'm not going to get anything out of it it's having confidence in your work as well like you know you've got enough to keep you going you don't need that that clout, I guess. Yeah. And then that. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned social media. People only see what you put on social media. They have no idea about what happens behind closed doors. Behind the scenes. I think it's a, it's very clever uh, because you can always pretend you're somewhere else when you're not. Mm. And to be honest with you, I've kind of done that a couple of times over the years, saying that I'm somewhere when I'm not. Um, just to sort of, um, not, not malicious or anything, but just sort of like try and keep negative people off off um off my um off my back if that makes sense yeah because you don't want everyone because you have to protect you at the end of the day like that that is the main point is that you're looking after you because what you have people see and they want effectively yeah of course and it's only right that you go right okay certain people are not allowed in that space because i know what they want they're just there for it's a transactional relationship of course it's you're asking me for something only because you want to benefit yourself. Like, I, I, and yes, you're not looking after yourself in the way that I'm only doing it if it's for me. You, that's not what it's about. It's you only ask me these things because you want things. Yeah, and course. it's cutting those people out of your life. As hard as it is, you just, if you have enough friends or you don't, you, you're comfortable with your own circle, 
the people that are trying to leech in there and as you become more successful, as you become mm. more of a brand, people are going to want to become it anyway, aren't they? Yeah. I think it, it does two different things. Sort of like reduces your friend circle, uh, distills it to your core people who are really, really, truly there mm. for you. But also, I don't really see sort of like these people as a bad thing. Uh, actually, someone very close to me mentioned about this sort of, I was like, there's a certain video- videographer who is uh, actually very close to me. Um, and I, I say to him, what's up with him? Because I try and engage with him. I try and talk to him. Like, positive, how are we doing right now? Yeah. Um, and he just doesn't really want to know. He's like, oh, you're right. He just carries on with his dad. I'm like, what's going on there? Um, I said, does he not like me or anything? And he was like, no, no, he actually, um, he's actually a real fan of you. He just sort of like, he just gives you a bit of a cold shoulder. Um, doesn't necessarily, he's, he's um, you know, he, he, he hates you or anything like that. It's just that, if anything, sometimes... Sometimes people hate you because they um they actually want to be like you or, or sort of like them them traits they they want for themselves if that makes sense yeah. integrate them into their own personality. So I guess that's the way I see people when they hate me nowadays. Um, not that I get any of that really. I don't actually I don't actually have that to be honest with you. I'm quite fortunate because I portray this almost positive positive character yeah. as best I can. Um. So, so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> but is that is that draining though? Always being positive, or is that just you? It's just me. Yeah, it's just me. But what about the bad days though? Because we all have bad days. The bad days, I just just don't go on social. Yeah. I just keep myself to myself a little bit. Uh, it's interesting, like to throw the question back on yourself. Like social media for you, like what was your relationship with social media? My social media was, if you go back to the old old school days, where I'll be posting stories every single day, literally just playing around. Um, just being young and naive, as I'll say. And that's not a bad thing. I absolutely love them days. I wish I could go back and do them days. And to be honest with you, I'm kind of doing that now. Mm. But in a, of course, in a more of a professional flair, if that makes sense. Of course, I'm posting and stuff, but I'm obviously not. I can't really say I'm being more professional because if you look at my reels, if you have entered the SVJ startup yesterday, um, yeah, I'll scream like a girl. I'm just like freaked out because it's stupidly loud. But yeah, yeah. Um, how, where, how is my views of social media now? It's more of a um, broadcasting platform. It's sort of yeah, like, it's I listen to my work it? now. It's a tool. Yeah. It's only a tool now for me. Um, and I think, I think the reels and stuff aren't necessarily the best best thing. I think they are very toxic because mm. even I find myself, even I'm really busy, even I find myself like scrolling. I'm like half hours gone, and I have to just chuck my phone. Yeah, it's just so addictive. Like I say, I've got things on my phone where it tells me if I, like after 15 minutes of using social media, because for me, social media, I just I just post stuff selfishly that I've done, yep. and like it's just content. So I yeah, I deal with it in the same way. Like oh, you become like you wake up from this trance yeah. that it's put you in, or TikTok is exactly the same. Yeah, I don't have TikTok. You don't have TikTok. I would. I need TikTok, <laughs> but I refuse because I know if I if I do that, I'll check, mate. I guess maybe you need someone that does, that, that does your social media. Yeah, you exactly, exactly. So you don't have to deal with that. But. The thing is, there's people, there's there's a big market for that as well, by the way. Like people who need people to actually like, post stuff for them. Hmm. I've got, I've, I've, unfortunately, this is how busy I'm. I've had to turn down a couple of people like that where they've, oh yeah, could you post for us? I'm, like, Look, I'm sorry, I'm, a, I, I do, I do outdoor stills and reels basically that's what i do nowadays stills and reels yeah well, it's funny because you mentioned that I've, I've actually started doing stuff like that behind the scenes like i i do podcast production with people now like, I, don't, I don't talk about it because i don't need i don't want to praise the gospel like and social media manager i manage a couple of people's social media for them yeah and it's funny that like, you say like 
people like that would kill for the opportunity to be able to and it, like I say, it's something you could branch out with it's, it's just ideas but I think that's say, funny yeah um, um, but yeah so and Sam I know we're sort of coming towards the end here but there's, there is like five questions that have changed since since you the podcast last first two haven't and the first the first one is I wonder if this has changed it'd be interesting to look Go back um, Old Smith Three Car Garage No, <laughs> um, ultimate free car garage. I think for me, this has probably changed. P1 GTR LM as my highlight halo car. Mm. I think as my. Oh, this is really difficult, isn't it? Like being put on the spot. It is hard. I, I do you know what's quite quite funny? I listen to podcasts and stuff all the time, and I see people like scrolling like this all the time. Yeah, I'm the person doing it now. Um, so yeah, I think P1 GTR LM like Lazante, mm. the green car from yeah, yeah, last green, year. Yeah. That for me, uh, I think that's now my my halo car. I think, I think it's got to be an Aventador for me. Okay. And daily driver. Do you know what a caddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? Why not? Yeah, well, VW caddy. VW I love caddy. That. They drive like a car. You can put loads of stuff in the back. Why not? Yeah, it's like one of those things where, like, if you need something, if you need something practical at some point. You either have a RS six, which isn't really that practical. Yeah, like people well, say yeah. it is, but or you could do a G wagon. Because both Caddy and G wagon, you could probably put through uh, put through the uh, business, anyways. So yeah, but it's over a certain weight, you can take what you want. Um, set, yeah. second, the second one is uh, any car you get you do this once. Any car to drive an e motor truck. What would you take and where would you go? Valkyrie. I've, I would say Browns Hatch, GP, but I know the track will be too small for me. I think it, you just won't get the arrow, so probably Silverstone, isn't it? Mm. Valkyrie or Silverstone. Oh no, can I change my mind? Yeah. yeah. Koenigsegg 1-1. One, one. Koenigsegg 1-1 one one around, around Browns Hatch, I think, for yeah. me. It's like, it's like I said something about um, I don't know what it is those there's, there's those types of cars like the AMR Pro and stuff mm. it's just something that it is a race car for the road and it's yeah. the fact that you can do both the car manufacturers really that's like the one thing they've got right in my opinion is, yeah. is race cars for the road like everything else is just marketing but like those cars that when they really try yes like the, yeah, the new Praga as well mm. and that was it the, the Jesco the Jesco Jesco the, what, the Camaro oh, the Camaro yes. the four seater yep yeah, that would be my practical car. <laughs> the force. Well, why not? Why, why not? not? A little, little BFG in the back. Um, the only annoying thing is with that, with the uh, with with that car is that all I could just see is a Peugeot lamp in the back because they got three three cylinders, haven't they? Like a Peugeot. And yeah. It's just like just stuck a Peugeot lamp with a load of hybrid batteries. I know the cars are really cool. I know it's not. Yeah. That, but I just can't help it being a Peugeot. Couldn't get past the three, the three cylinder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so and inspiration is a thing that we we've, we've talked about a lot on this podcast but the question the question is who and what inspires you so what do you take inspiration from as a creator I take inspiration from other creators as in I look at the photos I analyse them what do I like about that um, I don't think there's a single person who I look up to mm. I think there's multiple people who I look up to I think that's a safe place to be because you can almost cherry pick favourite bits and pieces from people and develop your own character that way um, yeah I think photographs inspiration from, from photographs and good people's work 
Yeah, I guess it's, I guess that is a thing where we take photographs and they are a point of inspiration for anyone. Like you, you put Lamborghinis in your wall, you put Ferraris in your wall. That that photograph there, that's inspiration. Yeah. And now that you've got to this point where you are taking pictures of those cars, yeah, and it is becoming a thing. What advice would you give to people that want to pursue something with their passion? Confidence within yourself and just go for it. Yeah, brilliant. And the last question, Sam, is what do you love most about, and this changes for anyone, so if I have a CEO, yeah. I want to be business, if I have a, a racing driver on it's motorsport, what do you love most about photography? And you've already answered this question, but I want to see if it's changed. My favourite thing about photography, just being around them good people, just good people at the end of the day. Whether or not you're an upcoming photographer, and you're sort of naive to like what what it could potentially do for you mm. to them people who have got them multi-million pound cars and what you know their, their positivity and what they provide more people that's yeah, brilliant uh, like, like I said thank you for your time it's been a pleasure I know, I know you're incredibly busy uh, and just no. and to get you on has been fantastic it's, it's nice to, for me anyway to go full circle yeah um, but yeah absolute pleasure well thank you so much for the opportunity anytime if you learned something I would love to hear it so please send me a DM on Instagram or leave a review on iTunes all the details are below but Sam has shown me that we can all change and that change can be quick you can learn the skills you need and that if you persist long enough the growth is exponential. I've left the link to Sam's work below. And if you need a photo or video services in Kent, I wouldn't recommend you speak to anyone else. It's been a pleasure to get to know Sam again and to further our relationship. So with that being said, I'm Harry and this is the Ignition Podcast. Thank you for listening. As you can probably tell for a while now, I like to race have been sponsoring the podcast. This platform is a brilliant place for you to share all things motorsport. Its creator has been on the podcast, so you've got that to back it up. I have been playing around with it and putting the podcast on there for people to listen to as well. So if you need anything motorsport related and the content you're looking for isn't on those bigger platforms, there is no other place to find your daily fix than iliketerace.com. Head over there now and join me in the discussion.